Welcome to the Brave Enough Podcast. Grab some coffee, sit back, or enjoy your drive, and let's get authentic, real, and into the good stuff. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut, and I'm so excited to hang out with you today, where we're going to talk about life and work and all the messy stuff in between. So get ready. In episode 28, Sasha talks about the importance of our environment and how she deals with criticism and negativity. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Brave Enough Show. I am really excited to talk to you today about a topic that I think I know I struggle with, and I'm pretty sure many of you do. I get questions, and I love getting your questions and going over them in the Brave Enough Show. So if you have a question and you want to talk to me about it or you want me to answer it on the show, I can do that anonymously. Send me an email, sasha at becomebraveenough.com, and I will answer your questions. One of the things that I get all of the time from women is specifically is how to deal with criticism or how to deal with that person who is constantly bringing you down or who criticizes your every move at work. Or, you know, what do you do when you're dealing with um, someone giving you negative feedback and you, you really don't think it's it's true about yourself, or maybe you don't think it's coming from a place that has your, you know, interest in mind, a best interest in mind. So how do you deal with that? And how do you let go of it? You know, because some criticism can be really, really devastating to hear at times. And so I get so many of this question from so many different women that I thought I'm just going to talk about it on the show. I'm just going to do a podcast about it. And I wrote a blog a couple years ago on unsubscribing and it really was a popular blog. A lot of people messaged me about it and I thought, you know, I'm going to take that and I'm going to add some of the things that I am teaching in my masterclass. So I don't know if you're aware of this, but if you go to becomebraveenough.com and go under classes, you can find out about my Brave Enough Masterclass. I offer this class online twice a year. It's 12 weeks. The time commitment is about an hour a week. There's a 30 minute lecture that is recorded that you will listen to on your iPhone or iPad or computer. And then there's about 30 minutes of a home study guide that you will ask yourself some really good questions. And we go through everything from defining our goals to setting boundaries, work-life balance, internal um, conflicts and confidence, how to grow that. We talk about how to negotiate in this class. It's really really about finding your more of your authentic self and living your priorities, right? Because that's what we want to do. We just want to live our priorities. We know what our priorities are in our head and in our heart, but we oftentimes don't display those in our lives as we get busy in our careers, especially for those of you that are in the practice of medicine. And so this class I've designed to do online and you can go at your own pace, but then once a week we have a live event where we Skype and get on line and it's really great. And if you can't get on to the live event once a week where we discuss the homework and we share stories and accountability with about 20 other women, then you can watch it on your own time as well. And so it's the perfect class for the busy working woman. So I really want to encourage you to check it out. The next class will start this September and it's an amazing investment. It's an investment in your own personal well-being. And how often, you know, do we spend money on other things, but we don't spend money on really investing in our priorities and how to live our best life. And so I made this class because this is the class I need and I needed at a time in my life when I was burned out. And so I encourage you to check that out. So 
I've named this podcast unsubscribing and it's because, you know, one day I was thinking about how I, on Mondays, I normally get like this slew of information in, in my inbox. You probably get the same thing. I probably get like 25 emails on Mondays that I don't get the rest of the week. And it's when companies and organizations send out their mass emails. And I, so many times I just think, how does this person even know my email? And I click unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. And the cool thing is like, then there's never any more email potentially coming into my inbox from that organization. And I was working a number of years ago with, um, a person who I felt like was constantly criticizing me. And, and I remember thinking like, man, I wish I could just hit unsubscribe and it never went into my inbox. It never went into my brain. It didn't stay there. The things that that person said to me didn't, you know, I didn't ruminate over them. I didn't even read them. Right. I just, I didn't even want that information in my inbox or in my brain. And so I wrote a blog about it. I wrote a blog about how, you know, I can unsubscribe and I, I really have tried to do that over the years, but it's hard because some feedback is a gift. And so it's really difficult for us, I think at times to think about what feedback is important and what feedback has value and what feedback do I literally need to unsubscribe to. And the reason that this is so important is because we honestly become like the people that we are most around. So if you are in a work environment where you're with the same, you know, five to seven people and one of them is really negative or is really critical or has, you know, kind of this drama ego, um, play, it comes from a place of ego and comes, it's constantly bringing up drama. You're going to get sucked into that. And you're, if you're, if you, if you're not going to get, if you're not getting sucked into it, then, you know, you're probably the creator of the drama, but either way, it's going to affect you. And I always think about my mom when I was growing up, she would always tell me how it's really important to choose the people that I hang out with every day and choose the people that I decide to do life with. And one of the things that my mom would always say to me when I would want to hang around someone that was not making good choices or was someone that my mom, you know, knew was trouble. She would always say to me, you need to think of it like this. You are standing on the edge of a pool. That person is in the pool. They're drowning. What's more likely to happen? You reaching up and pulling them out of the pool or them pulling you into the pool and you drowned. And she would say this to me as a cautionary tale to just choose my friends wisely. She would say to me, you know, I know you think that you're going to help this person. This was when I was in junior high and very impressionable, but you're probably going to get pulled down. And I think it's the same for us as adults. When we surround ourselves with people that are negative or when we you know, really put value on people that are critical of us because maybe they're in a place of position of power over us. When we give them that power, when we, when we allow our, our head to really take in their comments and our, in our inbox, so to speak, and we, it gets to our inbox, then it's so much more difficult to, to block, you know, to get out. But if you can just unsubscribe from some of those critics, it will really, really help you. And, it takes an effort to do that. It takes time, I think, to, for us to figure out who matters, who doesn't matter, and where. how do we decipher that? So this is the thing I really want to start with. First of all, all people matter. I truly believe that. I think that all people have value. I'm, I have a very strong faith, and I think that, you know, 
all people matter to God. It doesn't matter who you are or, you know, the color of your skin. It doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter, you know, where you were raised. You are valuable. But there's a difference between a person's value and you giving their untruth or their criticism value. So I'm not saying that people don't matter, though those people don't matter. Actually, those people do matter. They matter to somebody. They matter to God. They may not matter to you in your life, but they do matter. And so I don't want to come across as just, you know, oh, just, you know, let the haters hate. Um, Because the reality is the more that we mature in life, the more we have to actually face criticism. And so the first thing that I think is really important is that you have to understand that they're that the intentions of the person. And the only way you're going to actually understand the intention is to ask. So it's really easy to assume when someone feels like they're, when someone is criticizing you, or it feels like they're criticizing you, that they're coming from a negative place. I have learned to just ask right away. If I think that someone is giving me criticism from a negative space or they're undercutting me, I will just ask them to explain themselves. Um, people that are coming from a good place will instantly say that people that are coming from a negative place won't. So one of the things that I've actually written about that has happened to me and talked about is that I have found over the years, when I get up and give a talk, I always get criticism afterwards. I get a lot of, you know, great jobs, but I always get criticism afterwards. And it's not the people that criticize me instantly afterwards that I listen to anymore. I used to, I used to come off the stage and this would happen to me you know, I would think I had given a really good talk and all these people would say, Oh, you know, that was a great talk. Or they'd ask me a question or, Hey, can you talk about this? Or you mentioned this in your talk. Can we, can you explain this? Or where'd you get that data? And then there would be like one or two people hanging around. And after the crowd would clear one of these people who typically were older, typically were male, typically were someone that I, I knew that was an expert or knew of them or knew of them in my field would say, Hey, great talk, but can I give you some, can I give you some tips? And then they would go through and just, you know, just slam my presentation. Or they would tell me like, you know, that was really good, but you really should have said this. You should have done that. You should have done this. And oh my gosh, it would just kill me. And it got to the point where I would literally get like tachycardic after my talk, because even though 10 people could have told me that was a really good talk, the one person I knew was waiting for me to criticize me would just take away all the joy of what I just did. And I have recognized this. Those people, actually, it is not about me. If someone is sitting in an audience listening to me give a talk and has to criticize me, not question or, or just like have an academic debate, but literally criticize me, I've been told, oh, you know, you talk too much with your hands. That was a really good talk, but you just used your hands too much. You know, that was a really good talk, but you talked too fast. That was a really good talk, but, you know, your cursor should have been bigger or whatever, or your slide. This is not about me. This is about them. The people that actually have given me good criticism about my talks always do it from a place of, first of all, they know me, they have a relationship with me. They're either one of my work colleagues or a mentor or a sponsor, someone that has skin in the game with me. Those are the people that I actually value their feedback. But this used to crush me. I used to think, oh gosh, 
I, I, you know, I, I can't believe I ta- used my hands too much or all these things that, that then I started realizing these people that are criticizing me, they actually don't give talks. <laughs> So, you know, I think Brene Brown talks about this. She says, you know, it's okay to take criticism from someone in the arena that is fighting with you. But if you're sitting on the sidelines, like you don't get to criticize the people in the arena or in the game. And I think that's really important because it took me a long time to realize that just because someone has a position of power doesn't mean that their words have value in my life. Let me repeat that. Just because someone has a position of power does not mean that I, that I should give value to their words or their criticism or feedback. The people that I should actually give value to and their criticism and their feedback are the people that actually know me and care about me and want to see me succeed and say, hey, you know, Sash, maybe this slide was a little busy on your talk. Next time, take that one slide and, and do this with it. Those are the people that actually, they want me to do a better talk next time. But the people that are just hanging around at the end just to, you know, suck the wind out of my sail, I, I've learned how to just unsubscribe. And this is what I've said recently (laughs) to them. I've said, you know, thank you so much for your feedback. When do you talk next? I would love to give you the similar feedback, to give you the gift of feedback. And I'll make sure to attend your talk because what it does is it instantly puts on to the person that's criticizing you that really has no intention, but negativity in your life. And just trying to bring you down in a moment of where you feel like you've just had an accomplishment, you need to put that back on them, right? Um, And it's always, you know, couched in this kind of compliment sandwich that they give you where they are like, oh, that was a good talk, but let me give you the real deal here. Let me criticize you. Let me tell you how to make it better. And everybody thinks they can do that if they actually aren't in the arena. But the people that are in the arena with you, those are the people that you really want to get their feedback because you want to get better. And so I want to, encourage you about that because here's the other thing. I see this in my classes all the time. I take women through 12 weeks of coaching classes and about the fifth to sixth week, people start, women in the group start realizing the boundaries that they need to reset or the boundaries they need to set that they've never set or things that in their life they need to change. So organizations that they have been really active in that maybe they need to shift to do different work, uh, a job that they're doing that they really don't enjoy and they need to find, um, someone else to do that job or they need to find a different job. Um, healthy boundaries with relationships that are maybe negative in their life getting help, asking for help. They realize this at about week five to six, and then they start enacting those changes. And when they start enacting those changes, so let's say they start saying, no, I'm sorry, I can't do that engagement, or I cannot commit to this extra shift or whatever it is. And they start setting boundaries. People start pushing back. They start getting criticism because they're changing and other people don't expect us to change when we're adults. And it's really true. I see this all the time. You know, you, you, you pick your craft, you pick your mission, you pick your job or you pick whatever. And you, that's, that's the lane that you stay in. And that's what everyone expects us to do. But when we decide that, you know, we're going to all of a sudden start putting our health first and start exercising, or we're going to hire people to help us with duties so that we could put our health first or our well being first, or we start, you know, coming out of a place of burnout and setting limitations and boundaries on our work life. People are 
shocked and they respond with criticism. Now, they're not trying to, they, most of the time, it's actually from people who care about you. It's people who are very confused that you're changing. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, you're not doing this anymore? Or, excuse me, did you just say no? What? I don't get this. Or wait, what do you mean you're, you're going to hire somebody to clean your house or you're going to hire a personal trainer or you're going to do whatever it is that you're going to change to do. And this, and it can be really, really hard to accept this. Okay. It can be hard to accept it from people that we actually love and that people that care about us because what we're doing is we're actually setting a boundary. And when you throw down a boundary, you have to expect people to push up against it. If you know people are going to criticize you, it's much easier. If you try to avoid the criticism instead of confronting it head on and either unsubscribing or calling it out or just letting it roll off, you will, you will be miserable because you're just going to slip back into your old ways because let me tell you, it's just too hard to set the boundaries and keep the boundaries going. So I always tell the women in the class that I'm coaching, expect criticism, expect pushback. And they all are like, but I'm, but why? And I'm like, because everyone is used to the old you. And when you, people are empowered to change and live their priorities, it stresses out the people around them. I promise you, it changes the way you relate to other people. It doesn't mean that those people are bad. Sometimes it's the people really close to you, but you have to really understand how negativity and criticism limits us. It keeps us in the space that we may not want to be in because we give it power. So the first thing I do is I really honestly look to see does this person, is this person in the arena with me? That's the first question I ask. The second question I ask is, is this person have my best interest in mind? If they do, it's really good. It's okay to listen to their criticism and, and take it for what it's worth. And the third thing is, is the criticism actually accurate? There are, have been numerous times that I've accepted the criticism of someone because I looked up to them. When in reality, it was not at all about me. It was coming from a place of either jealousy or just not, the person was just not um, educated in this area or didn't know enough to criticize me, but they did. And because I looked up to them, I really valued what they said to me and it just crushed me. And so I think that it's some, we have to separate what people say to us from the actual value of the person themselves. We can love people and not necessarily accept what they say to us, right? So it doesn't mean that they're a bad person, but they might be misled in this area. They may be giving us advice that's actually not in our best interests or not, you know, the plan. And so I think it has to, we have to really get tough skin and we have to look at it objectively because otherwise, especially women, we will just live in this very, small environment, afraid to flex our muscles, afraid to, to put our elbows out, afraid to take those steps forward because it's just so much easier to stay in this small little arena and then, then to step out and take any criticism, but you have to expect it when you make changes, when you have, when you make positive changes, you have to expect feedback. I remember one time, uh, a really good friend of mine told me that I had hurt her feelings. And 
at first I was instantly defensive and I instantly thought about all the ways that she had hurt my feelings and all the ways that she had let me down as she was telling me how I had let her down. I'm thinking about all this in my head. And then I realized something really valuable. I realized, wait a minute, there's no way that she would be telling me this to my face, this bravely, if she didn't want to have a better friendship with me than we had. If she only wanted to criticize me, she would not have done it this way. She would be talking about me and how I heard her to someone else. But she's actually telling me to my face in a, in a private conversation because she does value me, because she does value my friendship, because she does love me. And instantly I realized, man, this is a friend I got to hold on to. I got to listen to what she's saying. I got to think about it for a few days, not respond in anger, not get defensive, but actually reflect on what she's telling me and, and think like, do I do this? Do, have I done this? And how can I change? And the whole thing really helped me a lot. I, I instantly was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know I was, I was doing that. And then I thought about it for several days and that self-reflection was so valuable because I was able to see that ways that I had hurt her and ways that I could, my actions were perceived as, as negative and, and unkind. And it really changed me. And if she hadn't been brave enough to tell me, I would have just kept going on and we probably would have not continued our friendship. And I would have had no idea what I did specifically to hurt her and how we could be better friends. And we're great friends today. And so that is the difference between someone who has your best interest, who's brave enough to give you that feedback and someone who, who's, you know, sitting on the sidelines and is coming from a place of jealousy or just coming from a place of ignorance. You know, not everybody's jealous. Some people are just ignorant. And so I think that it's really important to, you know, extend that grace, always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. But if someone is really constantly bringing you down with their negativity, unsubscribe. It's really important that we unsubscribe. And the last thing is when you change, realize you're going to face criticism. So thank you so much for listening today and joining in. And I hope that I gave you some tips for how to unsubscribe, be brave, you know, make a list of people or places in your life that bring you down and think about just backing off. Think about giving it some time to unsubscribe and then think about those people that really care about you, that give you good feedback and thank them the next time they give you that feedback. And as always live brave. This has been an HSG production.